about a Dahmer, but not the normal true crime Dahmer. When suddenly, several armed men, dressed in all black, stormed into their home. Kind of scary. Very scary. And obviously yeah. it was mostly women, because the world's harassment all falls on women. Yeah, no one's, no one's, no one's going to try to traffic me. I'm way too thick. Don't go to a slumber party and be the only person who's not white there. And lastly, check your panties. Oh, fuck yeah. Two for two today. (laughs) (laughs) We're on a roll, baby. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, do we need to do that again? Or are we good? Was everyone on point? I mean, and I was kind of messed up, but like you're gonna line up the audio anyway, so yeah, it's so fine. We're okay, kind of cool. on yeah, we're not live to tape, so you know we're good. <laughs> Welcome to Bras of Murder, where we give you true crime cases of color, music, and we also blow your eardrums out with excessive clapping. Sweet Junji, you so sure, dude. I take that. Uh, yeah, you guys have inspired me, and I was looking at. Junji Ito shirts online. I think I found the one that you have, Robert. He's got like the best merch. Oh it's my god! So I might copy you. I fucking love Junji Ito. The, um, that's so pretty. He writes manga. Yeah, as, as long as horror manga. manga. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, horror stuff. You you probably like it. You should pick up uh, some of his. You'd probably like Attack on Titan if you watched it. I have watched it. <laughs> Not like I, I don't like mechanics. <laughs> you through so many times. <laughs> oh, oh! Big anime recommendation. Everyone should watch Super. No, Pirates. you should watch Attack on Titan. All of it. <laughs> Damn it! But anyway, we're doing cold cases this episode. The colder, the better. Mm-hmm. Ice, oh. ice, baby, cold. So Kelly, on that note, you get to go first. <laughs> You're the last person I heard talking. So. All right. So, um, mine is kind of like on the border of cold case. Um, I actually like Luke I was on, I went on a journey to find this because I found this list from you find the, the you find rabbit holes all the time. It's so fun. <laughs> and then I just You're fall like right Charlie? down. You're um, like Charlie from uh, it's always sunny. Yeah, yeah you, my you board with more. red string is just like just off camera, um, <laughs> right next to the hot sauce. Exactly. Actually, <gasps> yeah. um, <laughs> funnily enough, on my last Zoom meeting for work, um, I got a text from one of my coworkers. They're like, I don't see your hot sauce, and like I kind of picked it up, and they're like, knew it wasn't far. <laughs> <laughs> Very on brand. Who was um, the politician who had the hot sauce in their bag? Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do keep hot sauce, hot sauce in my in purse. Bag. <laughs> Pokemon Go to the polls. <laughs> okay, okay, pantsuit. <laughs> um, yeah. Initially, it came from, like, it was supposed to be, like, a list of cold cases that were a group of people called the Forgotten and so it was all of these deaths that were either just brushed aside or brushed aside. We knew who did it and we didn't care. Yada, 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 that kind of stuff during the, the civil rights movement. It's actually, I think it's considered part of 
there's a civil rights memorial and like they aren't specifically this list of people isn't specifically in the memorial but like they're given tribute to with the the <laughs> 40 people who are considered martyrs of the civil rights movement and so that's where i found this case this man in particular we're talking about a dahmer but not the normal true crime dahmer Ooh. Ooh. Um, Relation? no 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 i don't believe so Vernon Dahmer was a wealthy businessman in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. He owned a grocery store, a cotton farm, a sawmill, and a planing mill. He was a mill mixed man. De- yeah. He was of mixed descent, being the great grandson of a slave owner and an enslaved woman. He was a pillar of his community within the Kelly settlement, which I guess was like it was a community within Forest County, Mississippi, and I guess like Hattiesburg was part of that. And the settlement was named after his maternal grandfather. Um, He didn't discriminate in his hiring practices. He served as the president of his local chapter of the NAACP, as well as starting a youth chapter for students. And in 1965, he actually kept a voter registration book in his grocery store to make it easier for Black people in his area to vote, as well as he offered to pay all of the poll taxes to those who could not afford it. Because he believed no matter who you are, everyone should be able to vote. And he did as much as he could Mm -hmm. to help people. So due to all of his work within the civil rights movement, um, Dahmer and his wife Ellie were under constant threat, like death threats and things from the KKK. And um, actually, I guess for a long time, slept in shifts. I wonder if, like, when they made those threatening calls, did they have on their hoods when they did them? Yeah. (laughs) Like, even in their own home? (laughs) Under the cover of darkness. (laughs) And so on the night of January 10th, 1966, their home was firebombed by the white knights of the KKK. <coughs> he and his daughter suffered severe burns, but they did manage to get everyone out of the house. He was rushed to the hospital and remained in critical condition until he succumbed to his injury, like his burns and smoke inhalation. And his home and grocery store were burnt to the ground. Hmm. So... Uh, 14 Klansmen were charged and four were convicted of his murder, but were shortly thereafter pardoned. So, um, and then in the 1990s, his case was reopened and the Imperial Wizard at that time of the Klan, his name was Sam Bowers, was convicted of ordering Dahmer's murder in 1988 and where he, he remained in prison until he died. I would never get over how dumb the clan's names are for shit. It yeah, sounds like a joke. Wizard. Like a fucking wizard. Yeah, don't they have one that's like a cyclops? Like Grand Cyclops? Isn't that a thing? Uh, I have no idea. I hate it. It's like, okay, we get it. You play Odin Ring. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... Like, I if they weren't people who, like, killed people, they would be kind of hard to take seriously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. your hoods look stupid. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Kelly, like, yeah. a rice movement. Like, your head, your head looks stupid. <laughs> your hood doesn't even match her, like, gown. What the fuck? Like, damn, damn, she got Why it. is it two different whites? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, boys? Let's pack it up. We lost this battle. And it's weird, too, that the main ones wear red. Kind of, like, makes me think of, like, the cardinals and the Catholic Church. I don't know. Oh, true. Oh, wow. You ever thought about that? You might, you might yeah. have been there. I did now. 
I'm adding another little string onto my conspiracy board. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, I like the clan hated Catholics, so I don't think like I think most of them were Protestant. Uh, But um, so his family spent a long time fighting for justice and recognition, and in 1992, his wife Ellie actually became the election commissioner for Forest County. Oh wow! Kind of like continuing his work. Um, and today there are, like, there are many tributes to Dahmer in the town. Um, he has a street in a park named after him. A bronze statue of him now stands outside the local courthouse and, um, in Mississippi. January 10th was designated Vernon Dahmer Day. So. That's awesome. But, yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, he was putting in work. Like, he was, he was out here hitting the pavement. Mm-hmm. No wonder he was assassinated by the KKK. Yeah, and I just can't imagine the kind of courage it takes to know that that's the kind of threat you're under all the time. Like, to have to sleep in shifts because yeah. you're afraid of people, like, attacking your home. Is it because you're trying to make sure people can vote? Yeah. Love America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I'll go next. <clears throat> you so now you. Why do you talk so bad? I don't say much, but when I do say something. (laughs) My case is about Vanessa Honey. And this one, it wasn't cold until it got cold. And then it got cold. We'll, We'll get into it. So now, on October 23rd, 2012, in Stone Mountain, Georgia, a couple was enjoying their evening in their apartment, waiting for their friend to come over and just spend some time with them. When suddenly, several armed men, dressed in all black, stormed into their home, jumping the couple and tying them up in their bathroom wood and stitching cords. While they're listening to their home being ransacked <laughs> by these men, an unsuspecting guest walked in on a robbery. And that's when things took a very, very, very dark turn. So we're going to backtrack a little bit. After coming home from her shift at a local clothing store, 18-year-old Vanessa Honey told her mother, Flora, that she was going to walk to a friend's apartment to hang out for a bit. Unbeknownst to her, she was walking into an armed robbery. When Honey walked into the apartment, she immediately turned around to run away. And as she did, one of the armed men shot her once in the chest and then once in the back. So the way it kind of was described, it just seemed like she was shot in the back and kind of did a turn around from the forest and then got shot again in the chest. And that's when she fell on the ground. Uh, The couple later told authorities that they could hear her screaming from the bathroom. And then that's when they knew it was Vanessa. The men fled the scene, but not before taking her phone fearing for their safety. And I, I don't know why. They did, they took her phone. Uh, the couple kind of stayed hidden for a while, you know, just making sure that the people were gone before emerging from the bathroom, untying themselves, and calling the police. By the time police got there, Honey was dead, and her phone was found shortly later, a mile down the road, broken. I don't know why they decided to break it or if they take it in the first place. Maybe just they like, knew her. Or... Maybe just they were worried that she didn't like fully die and she was gonna call the cops. Yeah, but she still got two other people in the bathroom tied up with a stingy cord. Like that's not gonna hold him forever. 
Yeah, I, th- no. yeah. I, I mean, I think it was more just like a, in a moment thing because they were obviously there for like money and shit. So I think they just ran their pocket and realized like, oh, we can't mm-hmm. get them with this phone. Which is and like stuffed it. Weird when you think about it, considering like phones have GPS and you can track that shit. That's that's probably another reason why they tossed it a mile away because they realized like, oh, <laughs> they can just find us with the cell phone and get rid of it. It's 2012. Well, and also like I know like people steal cell phones because they're worth like a thousand dollars, but like I don't think I've ever seen like just stacks of cell phones at like pawn shops. Like, where are you selling them? Well, I then, think like, probably like online eBay and shit like that. Yeah. Because you can uh, unlock them, and then once they're unlocked, you can sell them. Like you know, especially if you have the programs to do it, like the jailbreak. Yeah, whatever. the jailbreak your phone. Yeah. So my my, uh, my girlfriend went to this festival in Florida, and her friend got her phone stolen. But the police found the girl who was stealing phones, and she had like a bag full of phones. Like people had pictures of it. They're like lining out stacks of phone on the cop car. This girl was just like. Pickpocket people are crazy. I mean, you just hit grand larceny easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she had like a bunch of phones. It was crazy. But yeah, don't steal what, phones. <laughs> 10 phones, that's 10 grand. Like, that's easy money. Yeah. Do people actually get that much though? Because I feel like no, no, you treat it in, you get I mean, like 200 when bucks. When they're charging you, they're going to charge you the value of the item, not how yeah. much you could have gotten for it. You know? So she's getting put away. <laughs> she's, she's doing some time. So now, eight years had passed before any arrest was made. That arrest being 34-year-old Donald Ash. Uh, he also lived in Stone Mountain, Georgia. His charges included concealing facts, making false statements, and second-degree murder. Four months after his arrest, he was released from jail after posting bond. According to his bond conditions, he must wear ankle monitor, remain at home except for going to his attorney or doctor visits or, like, you know, to church. The police have been hesitant about how they found out Ash was one of the culprits and why it took eight years for them to make an arrest. They did say that they believe that multiple people are involved, obviously, because a couple claimed that there were seven people at the robbing them. Uh, but more arrests haven't been made yet, and they're hoping that they can make more arrests in the future. So I want to put that information in the show notes because they are looking the other several people because Ash hasn't said anything. <laughs> so yeah, that's my cold case that took eight years to get one person arrested, but still haven't gotten everyone involved. Because he he's not the trigger man, apparently. That's why he only got second degree murder. He was just a culprit and helping hot whoever did it. But yeah, that was my case. Cold, cold cases suck. <laughs> yeah, there's no I, way. They're my least favorite. I've complained about them so many times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they're my least favorite. It's, it's one of those things where, like, I know that if what value we can actually provide as a podcast, like, if we could actually help anyone, it would be through, like, cold case and, like, you know, getting that. Least getting information out there. With more information, but very unsatisfying. <laughs> Battle, do you want to go next or should I? Mine is an update. I, I'll go last because mine is an update on one of the cases that I've covered twice already. Is it a good update? Kind of. Oh, we'll say, we'll is this the one that, like, I feel like you you said something about it already. Yeah, I did say something about okay, it. I'll yeah. keep it a secret. Yeah, you go next, Robert. Please. Um. So. Stay cute. <laughs> <laughs> and now, a short commercial break. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The, so my case comes out of Georgia and is around Tamala Horsford, who was a... Mm. Remember this one? Yeah. Can we cover this one? Like when it first happened years ago, we like initially covered it. It's been forever. You're fine. Okay. The so we don't have many updates, but we've got a few based on so this happened in 2018 in Georgia. A woman loved by the community, mother of five, like volunteered at her school and like in her community. She went to a party with a bunch of white women in a very traditionally conservative area of Georgia. And it was just a slumber party celebrating one of the women's birthdays. First off, adult uh, slumber parties to me scream. Off. I do remember this. Adult slumber parties to me scream orgy. If not that, then something weird is happening. <laughs> I was having an adult slumber party. I was I feel like I still do that. I like go over to like friends' houses and we're like, hey, you I don't, but I don't call it not have to do with an Uber or something, you know? But I don't call it an adult slumber party. Make a blanket fort. I just call it hanging out. Yeah, it's true. Just me passing out on your couch, typically. Yeah, getting drunk. Yeah, (laughs) that's just me getting too many white claws in, and I can't go home now. (laughs) So, uh, throughout the course of the night, there was drinking, there was smoking of marijuana. It's very difficult to say who engaged in what because obviously afterwards everyone's like, "Oh no, no, I wasn't." I wasn't smoking. I, I just had something to drink. Or, no, I wasn't. That's drinking. how I talk when I'm defending myself to you. Oh, you oh, got oh, this all wrong. Sorry, sorry. I'm not doing that. That's exactly how I defend guy. myself. Yeah, I am not a crook, man. Nah. <laughs> so they woke up the next morning, and uh, Tamala was dead, face down in the backyard, and there was blunt force trauma around her, like head and neck, and then it caused a laceration in her chest. Jesus. So she was right next to a second story balcony. So the running theory that uh, people at the party immediately started pushing to the police was that, oh, in the middle of the night, she must have gone out there, fallen off and died. So the part of this that is a little bit confusing is that there are kind of videos and Snapchats and stuff from that evening where you see Tamala like hanging out, happy, laughing with everyone uh, in none of those videos does she look so inebriated that she would like wander off of yeah, yeah. collapse yeah. off the side of a four foot uh, ledge or railing. So like it wasn't like there was no railing or anything. Like a drunk person just falls into the railing. In my opinion, I'm speculating, but you know, at four feet, that's pretty tall. I don't, yeah. Mm. But so the police didn't exactly do a great job collecting evidence. They took the body from the scene of the crime and then did a toxicology on the body, and they did found, find that she had a, a blood alcohol level that would put her about three times the legal limit to drive, and that she had smoked marijuana. But a lot of criticism for the case comes around, okay, so why didn't you pull toxicology report for everyone there? Why didn't you leave the body there and do like a full investigation? Also, in the course of this kind of investigation, there were some Snapchat logs that were screenshotted and were reported. Weren't some of these like women cop wives too? Like, didn't some of them have like connections to law enforcement area? 
Uh, I believe so. This is sounding very similar to that case that I covered of the girl who was Mm -hmm. killed by her bumble date. That's so scary. What was very sus to me is that they all had the same story, like, ready. Like, oh, she didn't mm-hmm. get fall off. I was like, yeah. Well, hurts also, much? It, a single story like, fall. I don't know about that. Yeah. So they there were screenshots of Snapchat messages that Christian sent to his girlfriends. There were screenshots of Snapchat messages that were received in a message sent in the morning of November 4th, which was when uh, she had died. And it was joking about notifying Horsford's husband of her death. And the message read, Hello, sir. I know we've never met, but I'm here to tell you that your wife and the mother of your six children is dead. Oh, yes, I'm happy to report that she was really, really drunk. Trip landed face down in the backyard, and I know you have fun memories enjoying corralling these six boys who are now going apeshit. What? What the fuck? So that message, I, I don't know if they've actually tracked where it came from. And uh, that very clearly shows that there was, like, an intent to murder this person. Yeah. Or that uh, yes. perhaps, like, as she, after <laughs> she had gone to sleep or after the last video of her being happy was taken, she was, like, forced more alcohol or something and then thrown off a balcony. From what I could find, there wasn't any evidence of, like, defensive wounds on her. Like, she had been, like, scratching at someone and had, you know, DNA under her fingernails or anything yeah. like that. So, so that was on November 4th. On November 19th, that same person had messaged the father again. Greetings oh, from racist So they actually cracker. sent that to him? Yes. Yeah. Oh. And we don't know who worse. sent it yet, right? Imagine sending that to somebody. Like, the audacity. Yeah. I just... Like, I at that point, just say nothing. <laughs> How do you pretend to be someone's friend and have that amount of animosity towards them? Or is that the uh, amount of like disconnect at their death? Mm-hmm. Uh, the same night you were hanging out with them, like. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's like the thing that I was um, also from like our lynching episode, but also the list that I was talking about. It's like the level with which we are comfortable with just absolute fucking cruelty to other people. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it, I don't know. It is like for some people, it's, it's past being like desensitized to it. It is like, oh no, you just have malice. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so it looks like the person who sent the chat Snapchats was person Christian. Uh, oh, responding officer Michael Christian. So this was the update from 2021. So the husband didn't know who sent it to him. Almost, I guess they sent it from her phone. So two individuals who left their positions in local law enforcement in the wake of Horsford's death, one of which was party attendee Jose Barra and responding officer Michael Christian. So they were ex-police officers who were involved in the investigation, and one of them was at the party. Okay. So Michael Christian is the man who sent the Snapchats. Uh, so the first one going to the, the father of the six boys and yeah. uh, widower um, saying, I'm happy to tell you that she died last night, but he followed those up several days later with a message saying greetings from racist cracker, bastard murder, covering up land. How are you? Jesus Christ. It's a nice rainy day for digging shallow graves by the roadside. Oh. What the fuck? Yeah. He so his ass beat. 
What the fuck? And so there was a follow-up in 2021 because, you know, during the Black Lives Matter kind of surgence in the U.S. of people asking for racial justice, this case got brought up a lot of like, hey, whatever happened to her? The The only black woman at this party dies? And then, you know, what's going on? So that's when they, you know, found these extra Snapchats. They found that there were police involved with the party. They found that one of the ex-cops had been messaging this widower on Snapchat saying, you know, very racialized language, talking about how happy they are that this person died. Uh, Inappropriate Um, things. You say that someone's grieving. Yes. And that has not prompted any charges or renewed investigation. I mean, just those like Snapchats alone, given the context, should have some kind of charge associated with it. There is sus things. (laughs) That is hate speech. Like, yeah. Well, and also it, it kind of makes sense why the original, the responding officer handled the case the way they did. They scooped up the body, sent it away for autopsy, didn't investigate the scene because there was a cop at the party and uh, they were clearly trying to cover up and, you know, back their friend. Taking back the blue to a very expected level. Yeah, so this is a cold case in the fact that there is no official charges. We don't know who did it, um, but I, I would say it's a warm case because uh, all the murderers are at that party, or yeah. one of the murderers is at that party, so we know who did it, or we have it's a list of people who could have done it. Yeah. The fact yeah. that, like, like, I'm sorry, but, like, how how is it that... Never be sorry, Kelly. Um, I just, how is it that like, there are that many people there that, and nobody, nobody has any information. Nobody knows what happened. Yeah, like, you well, know what I'm saying? Asleep. Like Everybody was asleep, you know? I mean, with my case, I'm going to do, it's like kind of the same. No one really knows. Well, and there and was we, a shit ton of people. I just don't know how that many people can be where... complicit like that. Because <laughs> they want to protect they, each other. They don't view someone as a person or as human, yeah. that they mm-hmm. were in the right but that, that's unfortunately where the, the case ends, is just there's been no justice and no further investigation. Reopening the inquiry is not likely. Oh, wow. That sucks. So last but not least, Sir Battle of the Field of Lawrences, want to take it away? Yes, I will, actually. Um, <laughs> don't, any, don't call me Lawrence, ever. Melinda does that. Sometimes I'm like Melinda and she looks at me. She's like, Lawrence. And I'm like, what? Did you just call me? I hate that so much. And she just starts laughing because she knows how much I don't like it. But anyway, whatever. What's up, guys? It's me, Battle. Friends. I should say friends. So I kind of have two middle names. One's asshole. (laughs) It's it's hyphenated. I I am. I, I could see it being asshole. <laughs> By the way, everyone, you would never want to be in a group chat with me because I am so short. With I mean, I'm short. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like my, oh, no. my responses are typically extremely short, and it comes yeah. out as very rude. I'll, I'll, like, I'll like do a long, like soft text message asking a question, then battle with like, like no, no. period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just get straight to the point. Like, like the one time, Kelly was like, "Oh, we should do episodes on gangs." Battle was like, "No, 
I don't say it like that. Did I say something wrong? And then a couple days later, he was like, oh, I was kidding. No one knew that. Like, yeah. Like, it's easier just to talk to me on the phone versus, like, if I answer my phone, I have, like, 200 missed calls. Because sometimes I don't even answer my phone call. Phone calls. But anyway, sorry, everyone. Okay, my case. July of last year, I gave an update case about Alonzo Brooks. And before that, I gave a whole episode on Alonzo Brooks. But the case of Alonzo Brooks is pretty sad and tragic, and it has taken a very long time to get any type of updates. So, like before, if you are unfamiliar with Alonzo Brooks or his tragic story, I'll give you a quick snap of what happened. In 2004, Alonzo went to the party in the middle of nowhere with his friends. And at this party, there were people that were using racial slurs, which they found to be super, uh, they found to be super appropriate, but we all know that they were inappropriate. Alonzo knew that it was, and he just left it off, left it as whatever. He let it roll off his shoulders because that's the type of person he was. He didn't like to sweat the small things. And also, what are you going to do in a room for? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. For your safety, you got to just be like, outnumbered. Yeah. You got to sit there and be like, ah ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like me. No. And just walk away. No. But so, after some time at this party, Alonzo was having a good time and he didn't want to leave. However, his friends wanted to leave. So, naturally, Alonzo insisted on staying and was like, hey, you can go on. Go ahead, leave if you want to. I'll be fine. And that was the last time that any of his friends saw him or heard from him. And the next day, Alonzo went missing. After searching for about a month, they found his body in a creek bed and some of his personal personal belongings along the road because apparently they framed it as he walked. He left this party and walked and threw his shoes off and stuff. But that was not like him at all. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you just throw your shoes off, walk home? Yeah, you're yeah, in the middle of like miles and miles from home. You're in BFE, like you're in the middle of rural. I think it was like Kansas or something like that. It was like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So why I say this case was unfortunate? Unfortunate because it turned into a cold case. They did an autopsy, and f- and because of how long his body was near water, there was no good information on how he truly died. Mm. His family had no sleep. They had a terrible time coping because they really had no good answers. However, in 2019, after a release of a Netflix documentary, the internet went crazy with this case. People started to do their own investigations, which led to the Department of Justice to reopen the case. Not only that, his body was exhumed and they did an autopsy. Well, another autopsy, and they ruled his death a homicide. The autopsy is key here because some new information came came out about one of his autopsy. So the first doctor, Dr. Eric Mitchell, did an autopsy and said they could not figure out what the cause of death was. However, for Dr. Mitchell, his qualifications and testimony was under question and review by a defense attorney. This is new. And it had to do with Dr. Mitchell's past. So this doctor had a story written about him back in 1993, and the findings about this doctor were completely atrocious. Apparently, Dr. Mitchell would take organs out of individuals without any type of consent from the individual's family. 
and he would improperly store these body parts in his New York office. Yes. Yes. So everything that the doctor did was almost dismissed. Now back to Alonzo. Wait, 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 what the fuck? Yeah. So like this doctor was apparently really creepy and did some pretty crazy things to bodies of people that was were deceased. Was it for money? Like, was he selling organs? <laughs> they didn't say why in, like, some of the articles I read. They just said that he was taking p- body parts and I think he was probably selling them or using them out of practice or giving them to a practice. That's so and, upsetting. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So, in 2020, I said that the body was exhumed and it was found that it was a homicide. And on the line, there was $100,000 as a reward, and the FBI was hoping to get some information that would help lead to, lead to a conviction. The lead investigator of this case, Lena Romana, stated that witnesses have all grown up. They moved on, to, moved on, whether that's moved on from the situation or just grown up in life. And that in time and distance sometimes allow people who may have been nervous or too young to know to come forward back then, given the opportunity to come to us now. She also stated that this case is still much a priority for her. She wouldn't give too many details on how much process they have made over in the last over the last two years, or if there are any suspects. What is known now about that night that some individuals actually spoke to spoke to investigators and gave them some information. And what they told them that was that there was actually another party that same night that was not far from the first party that Alonzo was at. It was stated that he went, he was also at the second party. There is not much information about the second party and the FBI is still looking to speak with different people who were attended either party. Not many people have come por- forward, and it is still a cold case. And just for everyone, just for reference, everyone, I am definitely going to keep following this case as more things come out to figure out exactly what happened to him. And that is my case. I guess update to a cold case. Hmm. That was a very nice update. So the new autopsy basically just determined that yes, it was homicide. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Did- that. Le- but, but they still don't are, know the cause. They yeah. don't know the cause. But I think if, is, is anyone surprised that it was a homicide? Like the whole no. case reeked of a murder. I'm sorry if everyone could hear me cough randomly. I got I'll, sick. I'll, yeah, I'll fix that in post. Yeah. The, I mean, also, just a good reminder if uh, you ever go out with your friends, stay with them. Yeah, Even yes. if they're like, I want to go home early, go home early with your friends. And if they don't want to go, like if someone wants to stay, like, I will definitely stay. I'd be in a bad mood. Trust me. But oh, yeah. I would stay just I'm, to make sure that they're okay. So you want to leave. Oh, yeah. And no, I would not let anyone leave with now. someone else. Like, uh, you're coming home with me. Yeah. You're not I'm going home. Especially if it's like, like an outdoor, If you're mad at me, like... if you're going to burn a bridge, yeah. yeah. Or also do what it's uh, like me and my friends do. Always share your locations, even if you're switching locations. Yes. You make sure we always in a group chat, we ping our locations. So Robert can't do that. He has an Android. Well, Robert, I'm sorry to say you are voting off the <laughs> island. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what are you doing? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I share my location with a few people. Yeah, I'm always, especially when I'm thinking of Ubers and stuff, because I'm always like, what is this man? Although, it doesn't always work. 
So there's also that. Because I know someone was watching me when I was on a date once and it said I was home the entire time. Oh, no. Weird. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, if I had died, I guess I would have been fucked. (laughs) Thank you, Apple. (laughs) Yeah. Did did you guys have anyone in your life who, like, Apple did that update that would notify you if there are air tags connected (laughs) around you? And, like, a bunch of people found them on their cars? No. So, like, Apple produces these, like, little stickers that are air tags that will track an object's Mm -hmm. location. Yeah. Um, And they did an update that would let you know if you had any, like, air tags in your area that you weren't yours or weren't already connected to your phone. And a bunch of people found out that they had air tags that were attached to the outside of their car or, like, into their wheel well and stuff. Ew, people are following them? Yeah, who knows? Maybe, like, a jilted X or something, or a lot of people. We're speculating it was like a, a trafficking. They had marked people that they were going to try to like snatch. That's kind of scary. Very scary. And obviously yeah. it was mostly women because the world's harassment all falls on women. Yeah, no one's, no one's, no one's going to try and traffic me. I'm way too thick. Anyway, that was the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't <God>. like him. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, that was the episode. Uh, enjoy the music. Make sure you check out our social medias, the YouTube. Uh, I was notified that I have to invite people on Discord, so I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. <coughs> you can join the Discord and show yeah, me just put a link. Yeah, I didn't know that until they told me. Kelly, and yeah. I was just going to say, hey. And you have to make it like it unlimited amount of time. Because most of the time, like Discord links, they can expire, but you have to make it. Honestly, though, you could make it a shorter period, and it's just like, hey, our episode drops this day. You have seven days to join the Discord, and then you gotta wait till the next time we drop the link. We 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 exclusive at Club. This is for the people who are paying attention, who actually like us. (laughs) (laughs) Finger on the pulse. (laughs) Who make it to the end of our episodes? You better make it to the end of this episode. It's a podcast. Come on, you're already washing your dishes or some shit. Yeah, you're already kind of sort of working out. (laughs) I see you. I put you're putting an effort. Good for you. You showed up. You're making. You're getting the most out of your membership. You know, the lawn's looking great. Keep going. <laughs> I feel like we learned a few lessons today, right? Yeah, check your air tags. You know, don't don't go to a slumber party and be the it. only person who's not white there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or a regular party. Don't don't use Snapchat. <laughs> and lastly, check your panties. Check your panties. The- <laughs> I don't wash my jeans. Kisses from the homies. 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 (laughs) (laughs) We now have breaking news.
Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.